Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Check out our new website for all your news, updates, and episodes at NASCARfieldfiller.com. We have one spot left in the field, so let's fill up the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to... The Field Filler Podcast. Now, I know this episode is running a little bit later than usual. We are still going to try to get it posted on Monday. If not, you're going to see it Tuesday. I've just been feeling a little bit under the weather right now, but I'm still going to drive on through because it was Talladega weekend. I don't care if your sofa randomly caught on fire. You still need to sit down and talk about this race, and that is what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about race number 8 for the Xfinity Series and then race number 10 for the Cup Series, both at Talladega. Let's get into it. All right, so the first race we're going to start off is with the AG Pro 300, or should I say the AG Pro 239.4, because tragically, we had another rain delay. Ugh, it's so tragic. When is DW going to stop fondling Mother Nature? It's even affecting the X-Fandy series. Oh, well, this is just 2021. It is what it is. But anyways, let's get into some quick little facts here. We had four cautions in this race for about 15 laps. Most of them were due to the stage breaks, but we did have a few spin outs and one big one. We also had 22 lead changes amongst 12 different drivers. In the end, though, we got ourselves another first-time winner. It is Jeb Burton in the number 10 for Colleague Racing getting his first victory. Maybe a rain-shortened delay race, but guess what? He's now victorious here in the Xfinity Series. Congratulations the number 10 of Jeb Burton. Finishing second is the number 22 of Austin Sinrick. Third place, we got the number 16 of A.J. Allmendinger. Fourth place is number 98 of Riley Herbst. Fifth place is number 39 of Ryan Sieg. Finishing sixth, we have the number 9 of Noah Gregston, who won stage number 2. Finishing seventh is the number 68 of Brandon Brown. Finishing eighth, we have the number 11 of Justin Haley. Finishing ninth is the number 2 of Myatt Snyder. Finishing tenth is the number 20 of Harrison Burton. Some others are noticeable drivers who finished outside the top 10. The number 18 of Daniel Hemrick. He finishes 12th in this race. The number 7 of Justin Allgaier. He finishes at the back of the lead lap, finishing 29th in that number 7 machine. Michael Annette, Joe Graff Jr., Greg Galdring, Ty Dillon, Joey Gaze, Brandon Jones, all get collected in an accident on lap number 87. Unfortunately for all of them, they are not able to finish this race, and they finish from 32nd on back, respectively. And that is your final results here at the Talladega race, so not really too much to cover on this race. It was a really, really clean race. We had quite a few green flag pit stops. Nobody was really racing that crazy. It, it, it honestly didn't feel like an Xfinity race. It felt more like a cup race by just how calm these drivers were racing, and one thing we just got to get out of the way is this colic racing is just so badass at these super speedways. I mean, it is so damn impressive what they're able to do. Justin Haley has won most of the super speedway races in the last two years. Now you get Jeb Burton getting a victory. You also had Ross Chastain get a victory with the team. AJ Allmendinger's been in the front in quite a few of these races. I mean, he finished third here. They've just been so damn impressive, and it's just so great to see this team. I hope they do the same thing when they move up to the Cup Series. It's always great to see a smaller team that hasn't been in the sport for too long compete with the big dogs. The one guy who has been struggling, however, has been the number 54 of Ty Dillon. Unfortunately for him, he can't get anything put together in that number 54 machine. Doesn't matter where he's at, he gets involved in an accident and he finishes 30th or worse in that number 54. 
Ty, you don't have very many opportunities left. You got to start putting some stuff together. You got to do what Josh Berry did. Wreck a bunch of cars, but still get that one victory to show, hey, I'm still a valuable asset here in the Xfinity series. Again, looks like Josh Berry got into another accident, finishing 31st. But, hey, he's victorious, so people can kind of look past that. But Ty Dillon, you still haven't got that victory yet in that number 54 car. That's considered prime equipment. And you finished behind Natalie Decker in the number 23, who finished 24th. If you finish behind Natalie Decker, you're definitely in some deep doo-doo territory. Well, if that was the same case, so would Justin Allgaier, and he's probably been with JR Motorsports longer than I can remember. So, But anyways, just start trying to put stuff together if you got another race lined up with that number 54 team. As of now, it doesn't look like it, but hopefully they give you one more opportunity because, my gosh, you need to prove something to that team because lately... Just no luck at all for you. And then Joe Graff Jr., why, why spit everyone out? You, 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 you've already pissed off a bunch of people. Now you have a tire go down and you take out uh, about 10 cars. Ooh, you're just pissing everyone off right now. It doesn't even matter if, you, if it was the tire's fault. You still are looking like you're the face of controversy right now. Not a good sign if you're in that 07 car. You might be taking out one of the next few races, races that you might be doing good at. So just be safe there. But that's all we got to really conclude here in the Xfinity race. Overall, not a bad race. Really good one to watch. Hopefully, if you had the opportunity to. Honestly, we got to see quite a few drivers be able to strut their stuff here in this race. So, overall, i say it was a good race. Probably not the best Xfinity race of the year, but still really good. Now, let's move on to the biggest wild card race of the season. The 2021 Geico 500 at Talladega. Alrighty, so this race was already a lot better just for the simple fact that we didn't have to have a rain delay or have the race end under yellow. It actually was able to finish the distance and kind of went a little over. Of course, when it comes to Talladega races, we always have an overtime. But the Geico 500 became the Geico 508. We had seven cautions for 34 laps. Not too many accidents, but still enough to kind of give that Talladega feel. And we also had... 35 lead changes among 17 different drivers. A lot of drivers had an opportunity to lead this race. But the winner in the very end only led one lap. And it was a driver who's won here multiple times. Now he gets a sixth win here at Talladega. That's the number two of Brad Keselowski punching his ticket into the playoffs. And he wins once again in that number two machine for Roger Penske. Finishing second, we have the number 24 of William Byron. Finishing third, the Daytona 500 winner. Finishing in the top three, the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Finishing fourth, we have the number four of Kevin Harvick. Finishing fifth is the number 21 of Matty Bandetto. Finishing sixth is the number 16 of Kaz Grawla. Great finish for those guys. Finishing seventh is the number eight of Tyler Reddick. His partner, Austin Dillon, in the number three machine finishes eighth. Finishing ninth, we have the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Ryan out of the top 10 is the number 41 of Cole Custer. Finishing 11th is the rookie, the number 14 of Chase Briscoe, finishing right behind him, another rookie, the number 38 of Anthony Alfredo. Finishing 13th, we have the number 6 of Ryan Newman. Finishing 14th is the number 37 of Ryan Priest. Finishing 15th, we have the number 10 of Eric Amarola. 16th is the number 42 of Ross Chastain. 17th, we have the number 20 of Christopher Bell. 18th goes to the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Finishing 19th is the number 23 of Bubba Wallace. Round of the top 20, we have the number 96 of Harrison Burton making his Cup Series debut. Some noticeable drivers who finished outside the top 20 was the number 9 of Chase Elliott. He finishes 24th after being involved in an accident near the end of stage number 2 and just having horrible pit stops and really nothing else to say there. Then you also had Martin Trex Jr. and Denny Hamlin get into some accidents going multiple laps down. They were able to finish the race. However, they finished 31st and 32nd. 
Finishing 38th, we have the number 48 of Alex Bowman getting caught up in that same accident as his partner did at the end of stage number two, not able to get the car going. Finishing in the 39th spot, we have Joey Logano. Uh, he basically landed on his roof, and that was the end of him. And then rounding up the field in the 40th position, we have the number five of Kyle Larson blowing an engine on only lap number three. He basically Derek coped the Talladega race. And that is your final result here for the Geico 500. So I think the most important question was, was the Talladega race actually a good race? Well, first off, we didn't really have any controversies. Yes, there were some drivers who went below the yellow line, but it wasn't in a situation where they were advancing their position. They were trying to avoid an accident. So no controversy. That's always really good to have in a race. Uh, let's see here. It wasn't a total wreck fest. We had a few cars wreck here and there, and we had Joey Logano bitching, which I'd say is always a highlight, but really not too many accidents, and we had a few green flag pit stops, and in the end, it was actually a really competitive finish. So I think overall, this Talladega race was a really, really good race to have. That being said, it is so damn frustrating to see these guys do a little nudge to each other or something like that, and the car's just losing control left and right. I'm hoping that's one of the problems that they hope, uh, fix with the new Gen 7 car, because in all honesty, I mean, at that point, when people just get a little bit aggressive going for the win, everyone just starts wrecking, and I don't know if we want to truly see that every single time. But... The biggest thing that everyone was taken away from was Joey Logano's comments where he said he had a roll bar basically near his head and also it is way too dangerous. How long are we going to do this? Now, what he's referring to is all the big accidents that we have been having here at the Super Speedways. Ryan Newman's incident was really, really scary. The Daytona 500 the, near the finish, that accident was scary. And then we have this one. The, the one thing is... I wish Joey Logano wasn't the driver who said it because he's probably the biggest blocker and the biggest starter of these accidents. So, yes, I know he's bitching. He's in the garage area and it brings up a good point. But out of everyone, that's almost like Tony Stewart uh, bringing up that this racing is dangerous and we're going to kill somebody. And then the very next race, he runs someone down into the grass. Oh shit, that actually happened. Well, you know what I mean. It, it's not the right spokesperson for that. But yes, I do believe something needs to be changed because it, it, it does get really scary after a while that once one guy turns around, there's a very good chance that they're going to fly up into the air, which we really do not need anymore. But I also found it really funny that after this comment here, you have Brad Keselowski pull the biggest block in the world and then cause another big accident. Didn't see any comments from Joey Logano after that incident. Probably would have said something along the lines of, hey, the Super Speedway Racing. Uh, that, that was my best impression of Denny Hamlin, but you, you see what I mean. But one thing I want to notice is Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin were absolutely horrible on their pit stops. you think that a team who won the championship last year due to some smart moves by the pit crew, and then Denny Hamlin, who had 11-second pit stops the week before, would be a little bit better. But no! Every single time Chase Elliott went down pit road, he would lose the draft. Alan Gustafson, you got to get your pit crew together because guess what? If they start making more mistakes like this, guess what's going to happen? You got Chad Knauts now in a top executive position. He will have no shame of getting rid of your entire pit crew and having them replaced. It just reminds me of the 2010 season when he replaced his entire pit crew because they weren't fast enough and replaced it with Jeff Gordon's team. Ooh, we don't want to see that with the number nine of Chase Elliott. 
Then for Denny Hamlin, it really wasn't his pit crew. It was really him. He kept speeding. He would speed down pit road, and it's like, whoops, I got to do a pass-through. Whoops, I went through pass on my pass-through. So did Ryan Newman as well. I, I have no idea why these guys were doing it, but it basically ruined their opportunities because Denny Hamlin was running one lap down trying to get his lap back, and then his driver for his team kind of blocked him and got into an accident. Ooh, that's going to be pretty bad for PR, and that's going to be an awkward meeting today. Uh, sorry, Bubba Wallace. I know you wanted to get that stage win. You got it, but uh, you may have pissed off your boss. But hey, one guy who never upsets anybody and everyone really loves him, that is the number 21 of Matt Bandetto. So close once again, yet so far he got a top five finish. When is Matt Bandetto going to get his first victory in the Cup Series? I don't know. I really don't because he's come so close so many times and every time we think he's going to do it, he just comes up short. I mean, the Bristol race a couple years ago, I thought he had that one in the bag. He also almost had it in the last Talladega race, this Talladega race. It's going to come for him. I honestly think the race that he may get a victory at might be the Daytona race this season in the summer. I can see Matthew Benedetto actually get the victory there. I don't know why, but that race is screaming to me that this is where we'll see the 21 car in victory lane. Maybe because it's going to be his last shot to make it in, even though he's like 17th or 18th in points. He's very close. But the way everyone is running right now, almost everybody's getting a victory right now, so you just need to get a win to lock yourself in. And I think he can honestly do it in the last race of the season. Keep your head up, D-Burrito. You should be in victory lane here pretty soon. And the last thing I want to cover on is how about Harrison Burton and that number 96 machine? Yes, his finish is not the most amazing finish, but that's with Gaunt Brothers Racing. I bet we never saw even Daniel Suarez finish that high in that number 96 machine. Running up front there the whole time, it's not like everyone wrecked. He just so happened to get a top 20 out of that. No, he finished 10th in stage number 2 and he was near the front most of the time. Just near the end, he got into a little bit of bad luck. I, I consider that just a big old rookie mistake. But to do your uh, Cup Series debut here at Talladega, no less, and run near the front. Very good job for him. There was going to be another person who, who was going to make their Cup Series debut, but they kind of shut that one down pretty quickly. So Harrison Burton, way to represent the noobs here at Talladega. But overall, I'd say this race was a really good one. Is it the best race of the season? I don't think so. Was it a good Talladega race nonetheless? Absolutely. So I would consider it probably... Definitely in the top five, maybe in the top three. It was overall a really good race. The fans loved it. It wasn't too crazy. And overall, very competitive. It's something we always enjoy when it comes here to Talladega. Ah, yes, it is time for the segment that I completely forgot about last week, but now we're going to include it here this week because it's still one of my favorite segments. It is time for the awards banquet, some of the best awards that you can get on this channel, which is not really that great, but we still try to represent them to the highest standards. The first award I want to give out is the paint scheme award. Now, this goes to the driver and team with the best paint scheme of the race weekend, and I think there's obviously a clear winner on here, and that is Joey Gase in the number 28 car, just honoring Davey Allison and their old paint scheme from back in the 90s in the registerme.org machine. I mean, honestly, there's no other paint scheme that could have really represented talent more than the number 28 car with Davey Allison. Davey Allison was one of the greatest racers here at the Super Speedways, and unfortunately his life was uh, cut short due to a helicopter accident in 1993. 
And one of the greatest things that happened from that, even though it didn't look like there was nothing great that happened from it, was that he saved four lives due to being an organ donor. Um, Four families still have their family members to this day because of him being a donor. So if you ever want to be an organ donor, make sure to go to registerme.org. This was a great organization and still is to this day. And overall, just has to be the paint scheme winner. I really can't see anybody else. And then the next award we're going to go with is the top fantasy driver. Which driver did the best for us in our fantasy points? Well, it's kind of easy this week because there was Brad Keselowski in the number two, scoring 49 points, getting the victory. He did only get one stage finish in the top 10, and that was stage number two, finishing second. But since he got the victory, he got the max number of points you can get at the end of the race, not counting stage points with the 40 plus the nine. He is your fantasy points winner, so hopefully you used him and not Joey Logano like I did. Next award I want to give out is the Bum Award. Which driver honestly did the worst who did not show up at all? And it's not going to a driver, it's going to a pit crew member. And I'm talking about not Chase Elliott's team, but the number five of Kyle Larson. His race was ended so early due to the fact that they left a piece of metal in the car. Oh my goodness, you you ruined Kyle Larson's opportunities before he even began. On the first lap, he was already smoking, having some problems with the temp gauge. And then they realized, oh no, we had something inside the car. We usually have that to protect the engine from getting any crap in it. Well, don't worry, it didn't get any crap in it. It didn't even get air in it. So, my goodness, for that pit crew member, you definitely got the bum award because Kyle Larson ended on lap number three and put him in the same spot as Derek Cope. Ooh, that's got to be brutal. So get your ass out of my podcast. Then the last award, it's going to be the Field Filler Award, which driver did the best overall, and I got to give it to Kaz Grala. I thought I was going to be giving it to Harrison Burton, but Kaz Grala had such a better finish here in the Cup Series with Colic Racing. They're not going to be considered a Field Filler much longer, but since they are doing part-time entry, that's kind of what it is. They're they're filling up those final spots there, and Kaz Grala did absolutely everything he needed to do. Keep the car clean and in one piece. He did that the entire time, really stayed out of trouble near the back, and then when it was time to move up to the front that's exactly what he did finishing in the top 10 in that number 16 machine that is exactly what college college racing needs to do to get their team ready so great job for Kaz Grala great job for that number 16 team also Harrison Burton he did really good just I don't think at the same level as college racing did near the end so congratulations to them they are the winner of the field filler award give them a round of applause Ah, yes. Well-deserved. Well-deserved for all these drivers. And that will conclude today's episode, guys. Again, I want to apologize because I know I don't sound the best, and I know this is coming out a little later, but I still wanted to share my opinion here of the Talladega race because I know how important this race is to the NASCAR Cup Series. And NASCAR as a whole, in all honesty. And then this weekend, they are going to Kansas Speedway. Honestly, one of the more exciting mile-and-a-half tracks on the schedule. So make sure to tune in this Friday for our fantasy picks and see which drivers will be the best options to go with and which drivers you want to stay away from. But overall, guys, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few arrangements of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>